Welcome. Hello. We are befumbled and we're actually befumbled for the second week in a row. Indeed we are. Good job us. We didn't change our name again. Nope. We are officially befumbled, hopefully. We're sticking to it. I think we're, you know what they say, after two weeks, you can't go back. We're, they, they do say that. <laughs> All the time. Well, the classic hello. expression. <laughs> hello, I am Annie. I'm Haley. And welcome back to all of our loyal listeners, all five of you. We mm-hmm. love you. Welcome to our new listeners that I'm sure will come. Yes, with all of our social media recognition. Yeah, maybe sure. you're listening to this. Maybe you found us six months from now and you're listening back That's to all so the old true. episodes. Hello. House. Before we were July, <laughs> hopefully better is than what COVID it is now. Over yet? No. Can we can we talk about that? Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this in July, when Haley and I are famous podcasters, millionaires, who, uh, we were invited onto Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, like they made a special super- exception. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the girl that was on for Demi? Oh yeah, yeah. They like made a special. Wild. They made a special exception because you and I talk so much about Tyler, and they brought him on Mm -hmm. to the season. And they were like, "Well, they just assumed we were dating him already." (laughs) Both (laughs) of us. (laughs) So they just had to bring us on. There was no choice. Yes. Um, So yeah. So if you're listening back to this, I hope that the fame hasn't gone to our heads. (laughs) Yeah, and I hope. The world is in a slightly better place and the U.S. isn't yes. on the brink of <laughs> destruction like it is Whatever. every single day now. Yeah. That's Thank you. Um, Welcome back. We thought we would kind of start this off with some discussion of some tea that has occurred within the past 24 hours. It is Friday, January 15th, and there has been some yeah. commotion. In the words of Annie, let's talk tea, people. Let's talk tea. So, um, oh gosh, um, the amount of times I heard myself say um in editing last week, I need to get the spray bottle I have for Scout when she's misbehaving and just spray myself. I know. I'm going to, yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, just like the amount of time I just heard myself talking. I was like, shut up. I literally stopped talking. I know it's a podcast, but shut up. (laughs) You distinctly decided we would start a podcast and then realized realized that you hated hearing yourself talk. It's not even I don't. It's not even that. Like, I don't mind listening to myself talk the way some people do. It's just like, I wish I talked a little less as I continue talking right now in this moment. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so in the past 24 hours, we've had a couple relevations come out. I feel like the first one we need to discuss is the potential demise of Claire and Dale. (gasps) Insert the gif of Davon from Big Brother pretending to be shocked right here. (laughs) What? They didn't make it? Are you serious? They didn't even last six months? I know. After spending two hours together? (laughs) So there is just some ruckus on social media because the two are being kind of cryptic. I really – but the thing is, 
typically when Bachelor Nation calls a breakup, they're not wrong. No. Consistently. And the things that are happening, like, it's stupid. Like, the way that, like, social media has become, like, this, like, indicator of someone's life is insane. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're going to lean into that, like, the things that have happened are very... They seem to be telling stories. Yes. Yeah. Because if I think about it, like, these are people that put their entire lives on social media and their entire relationship on social media because their relationship has always been public. Because of this, you know something is up because they have, I'm not saying they've monetized their relationship, but they've monetized their relationship. So it's very suspicious when things start disappearing. Like with Claire and Dale, it was, I think, it was said that it was their both of them deleted their most recent photo with each other and he's going through and deleting comments he left on her posts. Just weird things. But also yeah, that's just weird so stuff. Petty. Yeah. I don't know. Especially it's weird. In, I don't know. In the first few hours of a breakup. Like I don't think Kelly and Peter did that. No. Peter did like did post an announcement, and I'm sure Clarendale will. Um hopefully by the next episode we'll have a little more gossip about that mm-hmm. i would love to know you know is it an amicable amicable breakup is it well is there, there was there because i know that there's been a lot circulating about dale there was the how do you even say it do do moi i have no idea do moi it, you the notorious gossip account posted that like this recent reality tv star like is splitsville they were in it for the money, and I heard it, and I was like, who on reality TV, who's a recent reality TV star? Yeah. And I was like, those that guys. That seems like the obvious choice, besides, like, Zach seems- and Tasha. Yeah, and Zach and Tasha are so cute that Yeah, I there's, not- like, a real, from my point of view, there's, like, real chemistry there. Yeah. Which I always felt like, I felt like there were a lot more people, like, giving Claire the benefit of the doubt than I expected when I was watching her season, like... I feel like a lot of people were actually really happy for her, which is, like, great. I was definitely de- – hello? I was definitely more cynical, um, partially because I just did not see a – like, Claire was super into Dale, but I did not feel the same level of reciprocation from him Yeah. whenever I then, watched. I did not feel it. So I'm not that surprised for me- multiple reasons. Like, there's this – thought process that you have to think about where if you are the person that the lead really really likes are you ready to like set yourself up as the villain and break their heart on tv yeah like it's already hard enough to turn down yeah. someone that really, just, really likes you imagine you just try to force yourself into something yeah like thinking about i don't know it's yeah. it's one of those things that I'm just like I feel like he if it was that situation where he maybe wasn't reciprocating as much as her I wonder how much of it hinges on the fact that like it's hard to turn down someone in general imagine turning someone down on national television Who's when like they so really like with you. you yeah, yeah exactly like maybe you just say like okay I'll I'll give it a try and deal with this later yeah yeah so yeah so we'll keep you guys updated I'm sure we'll um, have more news next episode so our other piece of tea is with sarah who Haley didn't watch this episode because i am the one that is giving her the truths and the lies this episode 
And so Haley doesn't know, but Sarah had quite the role in this episode. So it's very interesting that this news drops now because the photos are from March. So I'm wondering how long someone has been waiting to just plop those down. Yeah, that's so weird. It's weird. Um, And so they're from like February and March. I'm hoping pre-COVID because they are at bars. In a crowd, yeah. In a crowd, but I kind of understand that in the U.S., we didn't understand that COVID yeah. was serious until like mid-March. Yeah, so, yeah, I, it was on spring break. Yeah, so I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna like go into roasting and flaming them on that because they might, yeah. for all I know, have been fine. Um, but so there's photos of her in L.A. leaving a club with G Easy. Yeah, what a random. That's celebrity. such like, okay. Here's how I feel about that. That's such like a perfect. I don't know what you would classify him as. As like a B list, I would say like a B list uh-huh. celebrity, attainable. Yeah, to it's a such a like, perfect pretty. Yes, he's like the perfect. You know, it's not Kanye West. Yes, but it's also not like another person in Bachelor Nation. Like it's a well known scout, but it's not like protect. yeah, she wants to protect. It's it's like I don't know. I feel like some people would see that and interpret as like her being a clout chaser or something. I don't really read into it because they do pick a decent amount of people who they do pick a lot of people who are like literally like you and I like no fame in any way yet. Mm-hmm. But they also pick people who are kind of like have Insta followings or yeah. you know, yada yada yada, you They're know, so in the industry. Yeah. I so, agree with that because I think that if she was a clout chaser that would have manifested differently and we would have already seen that with her. Like we would have seen that in her social media presence. And that wasn't a red flag anyone had at this point. Yeah. And um, I mean, she's a gorgeous girl. Yeah. And if she wanted to have a fling with G easy for a minute. Yeah. Live your truth, sis. um, Yeah. I think also there was one there was one comment I saw about it that was like this was in March and she went on the show in October. Okay, that's, that's literally months. yeah. I was like, how many months is that? Yeah, like, and I, that's another thing that always bothers me is when people are like, oh my god, you were dating someone up until like a couple of months before the show. Yeah. Like, yeah, have you ever dated a twenty-something yeah. man? Yeah. That, like that a couple stuff months comes and yeah. goes so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just unless you're Jed and you're literally on yeah, 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 yeah. There's two different but, things. But I think it's stupid when people are just like casually dating as a twenty-something. Yeah, that's like, like what you're. Yeah. Like, are you supposed to be a cloistered nun for the first year before going on the show <laughs> that you have yeah. no idea that you're going to be going on? No, stupid. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's our thing with that. She has not yeah. um, commented on it, which she doesn't need to comment on it. No, but I bet she will eventually. But yeah. And then I saw that Dean and Kaylin, I literally saw this in one article, so I can't um, elaborate on it. But I think Kaylin and Dean got a house together. Very happy in for LA. them. I like them. I like them a lot. I no. thought it was like Las Vegas. It was yeah, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's random. Yeah. My Not parents weird. would love that. Um. Which I love that for them. I'm happy for them. I really 
It was an unexpected pair, but I actually really like them together. Um, it was the most unexpected pair. We had yeah. Caitlin, who was like the stereotypical beauty queen going yeah. to date the guy that lived in a van. Yeah. Like, but I feel like no they aren't. Neither of those paths, but they just don't intersect. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like neither of them are so down either path. Like she's, you know, kind of graduated from the beauty queen world. And like, yeah, he lives in a van, but like he's not, I don't know. That they could like pull each other, you know. Yeah, they're not. I really, <laughs> I love you. Just yeah, he lives in a van, but <laughs> I mean, like he's not. He's a motivated person. That doesn't mean anything. It's, he likes to travel. Is really what it means. And like he he's loves, like those, yeah, he's living in a van because he's a privileged Gen Z millennial that can yeah outfit a van with cool yeah, and he likes to travel and take pictures, and so it just like works for him. But I feel like yeah. because of. Like, yeah, they seem totally opposite, but I think they are able to, like, pull out the opposite in each other. I don't know. And I guess Mike Johnson just posted our king. He's, like, hosting a cooking show on Fox. How mad do you think Hannah Ann was? She was like, I I was trying to brand myself as the foodie podcast. I don't know if she has a food podcast. I know that her IG bio says, like, food, flowers, and fashion. Oh, my God. I just – you can't have a food – I'm pretty sure I thought I thought that it was a podcast and you can't have a food podcast. Those I things don't know don't... how you'd do that. You have to show people. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't. I'm super wrong. If so, I'll edit it I out. But just, I do um, – Instagram. Gotcha. Instagram well, like uh, – Instagram, what are the words? Reels. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Mike talk about food. So we'll try to keep – we'll try to keep ourselves up to date on gossip without any like spoilers – Mm-hmm. More of like Bachelor Nation alum news. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, should we get into the episode? Hello. Yes. Okay. So, so hello, everyone. You're going to hear me talk so much today. But Haley, please interject as much as you want. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your feelings. I would love to. So today we are on episode two. The first cut of girls has occurred. Our favorite, Alicia. Is gone. Rest along in peace, with, queen. So, along with she's some not ladies, dead. She's just uh, gone. <laughs> along with a few ladies that we really just didn't get to know. I'm sure they're great <laughs> in their own ways, but we really just did not see them. And so we open up with none other than a monologue from our man Matt. He is. They're doing those bachelor B-roll scenes, like showing how attractive and athletic he yeah. is so we like remember on Colton season they would have him like running across the beach yeah <laughs> so if it was Matt, a girl she would like wake up in the morning her hair and makeup fully done oh but yeah she just she got out journal of oh so much journaling so much journaling which actually and, do hear that they do do that oh yeah I which makes sense yeah I mean what journal, else are you gonna do with your time journals and yeah I can't trust the producers to tell them what's on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Matt is doing his stereotypical B-roll. He is on a Peloton, I assume. <laughs> just He's on one of those bikes, those stationary bikes. And I assume it's a Peloton just because I've seen so much. And then, of course, because he gets sweaty while he's working out, he has to take an outdoor shower. Oh, um, yeah. Obvi that the film crew is filming. Of course, he's making sure he's getting in the nooks of those washboard abs. 
just <laughs> cleaning everything, making sure he's get he's he's just making sure he's squeaky clean for the ladies. Mm-hmm. And as this is happening, he is just talking about how he's so excited. Um, you know, he hasn't found true love yet, so he's really starting to believe in this process after night one, which you hear a lot. Oh, yeah, that's a classic line. Classic. They're like, oh, my God, after meeting 30 beautiful women, I'm starting I'm to sure think- my wife is in this room. <laughs> yep, exactly. So now that we've been opening with Matt, we go to the ladies. And this is also kind of similar to every single opening with the ladies. Um, we get to the resort. So we get to the gals. They're at the resort. And they're doing the pretty standard post-night one. Oh, my God. It's so fun. It's like being in a sorority house with all of these girls, which you and I both were in sororities. And I don't know about your experience. But I can tell you from mine that we were not all dating the same man. And that is a definite layer to that relationship. Yeah, nothing like living in a sorority. I did not live in my sorority house. Oh. Um, only like half of our pledge class lives in the way that oh, wow. did it. Yes. Like only 30 girls live in the house. But oh, wow. um, I did not. So I did not. And my position did not have to. Um, but yes, that that part of the problem there was no dating the same guy. Yeah, there I mean, wasn't. It can actually be fun. Yeah. You're not was... all dating the same person. And you can exactly. quote me on that. No, it, I fully agree. Um, I did not have that experience when I was living in the house. You know what I mean? So that just. Because made... there was more than um, one guy. Because <laughs> there was more than one guy at my school. Which... On your campus. It was crazy. Because Bachelor Nation cannot say the same. Bachelor. But so I was, I just always think it's really funny when they open with that, just being like, oh my God, it's like a sorority. Cause it's like, no, because there's definitely no. like a psychological layer to <laughs> all of you dating the same guy and all of you seeking attention from the same guy. Mm-hmm. So um, then we get a classic line from Victoria. She goes, this is my kingdom. Matt's my king. I know. Okay. And then... I just had a note on my love, Chelsea. She refers to the resort as the Mateau, like the Chateau, but the Mateau. I, oh, that's I funny. I love that's her. Cute. But aside from all that, the girls start off their little intro by being like, oh my God, we all love each other. But by the end of it, they're like starting to get a little stressed out, classic. which classic leads us into the first date card appearing imagine the pit in your stomach that occurs when Mm -hmm. that comes up so this goes into our first wait pause Hmm. do you think that they know like kind of what's happening because of how the cameramen like the cameramen have to you know certain people yeah i wonder if they like kind of get an idea of who who's gonna get like the one-on-ones based on who what what camera is aimed where yeah that's true um But so we're going to get into our first two roses, one thorn. And so that is going to be the activities of this date. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to lay out the three activities and you have to tell me which ones you think are roses and which one you think is a I'm listening. So we've got four wheeling, having a picnic, watching fireworks. Okay. 
I should I should have said this earlier in the episode. I tried to avoid as many spoilers. Oh yeah, I know as that I could. some of these you probably yes, but I mean, you know, have an Instagram. Make sure to follow us at Befumbled Pod. And I had to, you know, do my part as this duo and p- upload some stuff. So I did see that they went four wheeling. Yes, yeah, four wheeling. I knew it was going to be obvious. And I think. I saw something with Picnic, and I also feel like Picnic goes better with four-wheeling than fireworks. So my roses are the fire – or my roses are the Picnic and four-wheeling, and my thorn is the fireworks. Okay. Well, you are incorrect. Oh, my gosh. Was I really? Yeah. I, I and that Picnic? See, here's the thing. This is why I feel like this is good because I was thinking the exact same thing of four-wheeling goes so well with having a picnic. I guess now that I think about it, the picnic would have to have been before four-wheeling. Yeah. Or I was thinking they would four-wheel to the picnic destination, but they four-wheeled to – Huh? They'd be all dirty. Yeah, that's why they hopped into a jacuzzi instead. I'll get to that. My lord. Okay. (laughs) So date card number one comes out. The cheesy tagline is love is an adventure. Do we think that they asked Anna for some copywriting assistance? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And they said they asked whoever does the handwriting every they have the the same girl with that handwriting for as long as I can remember. And I would love to know more about that. It's probably just a font now that I think about it. it So we get to the announcement that it is Miss Bree who we love. Yes, I'm excited about that. I thought it was really funny because she goes like, oh, my God, I'm in my worst outfit today. And, of course, it's like an adorable outfit. She's in a little sundress and a really cute leather jacket. So I'm like, Brie, okay. So then she goes to meet him. It's all cute. He's so tall. He's at least a foot taller than her. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, But so as they're riding, literally riding off into the distance on their four wheels, four wheels, four wheelers. See, I am not a country gale. I don't know these things. Neither of us are as, at all remotely. No. As Bree and Matt are having a lovely time, we juxtapose this with all of the girls losing their minds. And this is date one, hour one. Oh, no. <laughs> Only gets me. And I know that, like, it's just they have to do this whole bit, but it's like, you, this show has a very clear-cut formula. Yes. As someone who would not do well dating someone who is dating other women, I'm a very – I'm an Enneagram 6. I need loyalty. Mm-hmm. I know that I could not do this show, period. Yeah. I could not. I could not date someone that was dating other people, so I would never go on this show, you know? Yeah. Okay, so everyone is starting to get so stressed out, and they are having a Canvas discussion board post on whether or not – they are actually happy for Brie on the date. That's, That's the best way. Right there. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut right there. But, so they so in this fight is kind of instigated by Victoria. Classic. Who again, like last time, what she was doing was kind of instigating some tension within the house, but I don't think she was necessarily wrong. So mm-hmm. basically what she was saying was all the girls were sitting back at the house being like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for Brie. I hope she has so much fun. And Victoria just says, you know, like, you don't have to be fake about it. You can say, 
that you're jealous, which is so true. Which they all are. Listen, and some of them, like I think of, okay, Tasha's season last season, a lot of the guys really, they seem to be a really close group of guys, like more than other seasons. And in general, I think all of the people get along pretty well and do bond a lot because it's really who you're spending most of the time with. Like, you know, there's tons of proof of that. Um, But it's okay to like really like Brie and be like, I want the best for Brie while also being like, but I wish I was on that date. Like you can do both. And that's like the most honest thing you can do. Yes. That was something that I remember from Colton's season was there was discussion over if Cassie and Kaylin really wanted to be there because at one point when Kaylin got sent home, she hugged Cassie and told her, I think it was like, go get your rose, something like that. And so there was this discussion over being like, oh, well, Kaylin definitely didn't actually like Colin if she wants Cassie to go after him. And it's like, no, this is a weird, complicated situation. Yeah. And if you're getting sent home, like you want, and it's someone you cared about, you want them to be like, if you get sent home, it's over. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, well, I still want this person to be happy and I want this person to be happy. So they might as well be happy together. Exactly. It's like, I think people just need to step back and realize that this is a fabricated show that is not like real life. This is not like if you and your actual best friend were dating the same guy. It's not. exactly. So I said in my notes, I said there is a layer of jealousy for sure. And to say that you're completely unbothered, I just don't think that's true. Well, then that means you don't really have enough feelings, I think. Yeah, there has to... It doesn't have to be jealousy that manifests in having negative like feelings mean girl. towards yeah. her. Yeah, but it just... I'd rather be on that date. That's jealousy. Precisely. Precisely. Um, okay, so after we had a college discussion board on whether or not how they truly felt, we go back to the date. And um, let me see. Okay, so back to the date. They are four-wheeling, and at some point, somehow, both of... No. Brie is on the same four-wheel as Matt. At some point, they condensed into one four-wheel. And they take a little tumble, and as they tumble, they're, like, rolling on each other. And I think it lands with either him on top of her or her on top of him. And it would have been such a good little kiss-a-roo moment, but they were wearing helmets because they're safe. Mm -hmm. kind of sad but also they probably would have gone a concussion if they weren't mm-hmm. wearing them so mm-hmm. i'll sacrifice it and matt is being so cute he's talking about the tumble and it's in his like in the moment um interview where he's looking at the camera and he's saying like miss brie brie's mom i'm so sorry and oh my gosh so adorable so after they take this tumble in the mud and that's where they're all muddy, they go and they have a little hot tub moment. He sees the hot tub there and he's like, oh, is this okay? Do you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so Matt, it's a wood-fired hot tub. So you have to get the wood somehow. So Matt is also part lumberjack. And to properly chop the wood, he takes off his shirt as lumberjacks do and so he's just there with his six I'm pack. in distress right now. <laughs> he's just there with his six pack and 
he just there is something so hot about lumberjacks do you think it's something psychologically from years of our ancestors having to uh, be provided for and having fire on Tasha season had like a clip of him chopping wood at some point or Uh if not I mean he just like looks like a lumberjack that's just like my exact type is a lumberjack like exactly I'm not joking oh so we're finding out things about you you love yeah what's his name bounty the bounty man uh wait why did i think of mr clean i was like no what are you talking about (laughs) no bounty the paper towel the paper towel mascot well so Bree's just having a moment she is just staring at his abs she's basically like you maybe lumberjacks are her type she is really just doesn't know how to handle the situation in front of her. A thing I wanted to discuss is what is this show's obsession with life or death scenarios? They love skydiving. They love taking a tumble. They love climbing up buildings. They're like, you know what? We're going to manufacture dopamine rushes so you two feel a closer connection. Yeah, it's so that they can have like the fear... And then the, like, hero. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So there was that, which was interesting. But we transitioned to the nighttime scene. And a big theme throughout this episode was girls opening... Sorry. I don't want to call them girls. That feels really weird. They're women. Um, So a big theme of this episode was all of the women opening up about their vulnerabilities, their lives. And Brie opens up about her family. They had a really good conversation, her and Matt, about what family looks like to them. And they really both bonded over the fact that they both came from single parent families. And a really interesting thing that they talked about was they really connected on this. Like they finished each other's sentences at this part about how when they were kids, they both gravitated towards larger families with their friend groups because like that's what they wanted yeah and it was just such like a good moment of seeing these two adults that had recognized that in their adulthood and recognized why that's what they wanted um and then another thing Bree's talking about her family and she opens up with how her mom had her when she was 13 and so now so her mom grew up just like brie being her whole life and so brie's only 24 and so her mom's 37 i saw and okay i saw it again oh my gosh i so i saw an instagram that said today that said that brie or her mom brie's mom is younger than claire yeah and i didn't like want to do the math on it because i didn't think about it that's 13 13. i just like i think of like 13 year olds i know that is crazy. That's like yeah. very that's just very sad. I mean, obviously it turned into something like it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be sad, but that is like just very sad like for a 13-year-old. I feel like her mom has to be I don't know. I'd love to have a conversation with her mom about like all the things that she had to overcome to oh raise my a child. God. At 13. But 13. Up, yeah, so Brie opens up about how she found out that her mom is pregnant again and just right like, now yeah, her mom is pregnant. And so she's kind of in a weird situation where she's an adult now and her mom is 
starting yeah. a family again. And so she opened up to him about that. And I just thought that was really brave of her. And That's really cool. And a really – That's, like, got to be very complicated feelings. Yeah. And I was just really proud of her because she yeah. really communicated it really, really well. And you can tell that she thinks about it. And she actually is looking into her emotions. Yeah. And very, not to be Bennett, emotional intelligence, but she but has, no, she has she's a very lot of aware of yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And does is, are her and her mom really close? Yes, she said yeah. she's like my mom and I are so close because because they're almost like sisters. Yeah, they grew they grew up together. Yeah, so that has to bring up some complicated feelings, like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a new person entering your life. And yeah, in a new when phase it's just of been life you, for her mom. When it's just been you and your mom for so long. Mm-hmm. And, like, the idea of, like, um, but also being so happy for her mom at the same yeah. time that her mom gets to experience, like, a pregnancy. Yeah. Like, with only probably good feelings for the most part, you know? There's mm-hmm. not the, like, fear of being 13. That's yeah. fascinating. Wow. I know. I just thought it was really interesting. And so... I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, this is like, but I have like watched all the Teen Mom franchise. Mm -hmm. Like I watch YouTube videos about Teen Moms. 13 is so, I mean, you know, 16 is young too. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But like 13 is like, you're not even close to finishing high school. You can't like get the GED at 13. I have a lot of respect for teen mothers because I'm 24 and I can not imagine taking care of just so selfless. I'm so selfish (laughs) oh yes yeah that's a real conversation I've had with friends where we're like I don't know when I'll ever be able to have kids because right now I'm just so selfish selfish. and they're and it sounds like her mom was able to like provide a good life for her Mm -hmm. and I mean to like have a kid that young and be able to too her I don't think her dad was really in the picture yeah that's crazy wow that's amazing I know so after they have this like really productive and really good conversation she gets a rose and then they go and this is where the fireworks happen and all the girls are sitting inside and then they hear the fireworks go off and they're like "Ah!" they freak out and i put the psychological effects of knowing the fireworks are going off well and living out ouch well and like living in this like resort where it's Uh not like you're they're driving off somewhere for a date all within like a two mile radius yeah so it's like if you were um it's like i imagine if you were in high school and the guy you really liked won prom king with another Mm -hmm. girl and they have to do the dance in front of everyone (laughs) and you're just like oh no so then marilyn is Marilyn and Victoria kind of get into it talking again about because Victoria basically says like oh like you guys were all trying to pretend to be friends with her and now look you're all jealous because the fireworks are going off and Marilyn is just not into it and Victoria starts being like Marilyn is psychologically disturbed and apparently they're apparently they're roommates and so Victoria Moves out of the room. Oh, no. Off the couch. <sighs> oh, man. Anyway. It's going to be a long season. I know. So then we're just going into date number two now. So this date number two card says, I'm looking for the one. Yep. So let's talk about this. 
The intro starts, I have Victoria is complaining as usual. Then MJ reads the longest date card list of all time. I saw, real. I saw something that compared it to a CVS receipt. Just, <laughs> would, not, just would not end. There's 18 girls on the date. Holy. Yeah. And Victoria says, even though I don't like the other girls while going into the date, which is just... She's not need- even trying at this yeah, point. Yeah, you don't need to do that. <laughs> Which, at this point, I'm starting to see some theories that she might have been an actress planted by the producers, which I'm I'm starting Wouldn't to be, be the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm starting to be a little conspiracy theorist because she is just doing the most to disturb everything as much as she can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we get into the date. All the gals are walking outside with their umbrella, all 18 of them. It is like the size of my high school class. They are out on a field and it's been raining and foggy. And they have Matt walk up and it oh the way God. they set it up looked like this final scene in Pride and Prejudice where Mr. Darcy walks out <laughs> of the fog in the field. It was beautiful. And he starts hugging the girls. I don't know if he hugged all 18. It would take we, like I three only- minutes. It's like three <laughs> awkward minutes of you standing there for the two yeah. seconds that he gets to hug you. Exactly. And then is he even going to remember the hug? No. So then we get into the date portion, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I really hate anything physical because i am not a physical person i i could fall depending on an uptick in the wind i am not good with these i fall regularly i've twisted my ankle standing yes just standing on my own two feet it's kind of from a perspective of myself being yes because i know i would always mess it up yes and then also, they love a good physical competition though, on that show. Like, really? The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, God, so yeah. many of the group dates rely on some sort of competitive physical yes. element. Yes. And that is icky to me because <laughs> it sets this precedent to the other girls that, oh, these women are your competition. You have to fight them. You have to go against them. Yeah. You Which have we to see win. later in this season, there is a literal fight. Yeah, you have to beat them. And so I just really don't like that. Like, I know it's a competition about competing for love, but well, I we don't think need to reinforce that any more exactly. than already being reinforced. Exactly. Like, we already get that enough. We don't we get it really hammered in. So they're going to dress in what they think is happening, is they think that they are trying on these wedding dresses and they're going to do a little cute photo shoot with Matt. Classic. But midway through the photo shoot, half of the girls don't even get to take their photo with him because they say, oh, we're going to the next part. We are going to have you all play like flag football. I don't know, something like that. And so they go and they play a sport and I hated it and I did not like most of the dresses. Also, there's a question of we talk about how the show is not very inclusive to any size out of double zero to two. And mm-hmm. that was entirely reinforced when mm-hmm. they set all the girls into a room and every single one of them magically fit all the dresses on the rack. Mm-hmm. No, 
no alterations needed. They all yeah. just fit into those sizes. Just, yep. Which is just another icky thing that I don't like about the series. I feel like people probably think that when we say we have a Bachelor podcast that we like adore The Bachelor, but it's like we watch it and we no, are- we're like the Glee fandom. <laughs> we're in it so we can judge. Exactly. The same feelings I have about America. <laughs> I'll probably same. edit that out. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's good. Okay, um, cool. So let's see. I have um, I have that guess who was being a problem on the date, Victoria. She was just being kind of rude to the other girls and bursting in on their time that they had during the little photo shoot portion with Matt. And another thing that was just interesting was it kind of took me a little, took me back to my days as a youth before, well, Lord knows, I don't even know anything about it now, but bra sizing and (laughs) Victoria, as she's in this white wedding dress with a low cut back, has a black bra that's like peeking out in the front. It's peeking out, it's like peeking out uplifted in the back, which just gave me very middle school energy. Yeah. You thought like, oh, let me tighten up the straps a ton. That'll make them look good. But then you Mm -hmm. just look uncomfortable and feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so it made me think of that and then we get into the game they're all playing i don't i guess it'd be flag football there was like two different hearts on other ends of the field per se and then some for some reason they also had paint and they had to tag each other with paint there was just a lot going on and i didn't understand any of it if they had explained that to me while i was on the show i would just be like okay i'm gonna (laughs) sit this one out (laughs) um i want you to guess who the best group player was because it was someone that i knew and it was not victoria wait who was the best what oh wait you don't even know who's on the date sorry um so there (laughs) was it mj it was mj (laughs) oh my god are you serious (laughs) it was mj (laughs) i have in my notes i I have I could tell MJ would be a good group player. And she's like super aggressive, super You know what she reminds me of? Who? The camp counselor energy. Yeah, camp counselor energy for sure. So MJ's killing it. And then we get to the classic. They reveal at the end, or maybe they just said it in the beginning, I forget, that the team that loses doesn't get to go on to the night portion, which always leaves the losing team just in a state. They yes. are. <laughs> they are just. There's never been an upset so terrible in their lives. Did you ever hear about Tasha season? Or it was during no. Claire when Claire was still on. They did like a strip dodgeball game essentially, and the classic. team that strip, you know, the classic strip classic. dodgeball game. <laughs> My two also noise. not rep- putting any terrible representations out there either. Definitely, Definitely. and. The losing team, aka the team that stripped down to their nothings, then had to walk home bare butt naked. That's terrible. Carrying their private parts back to the La Quinta hotel room. Oh my god. They literally walked in. All the guys that were who were not on the date were like, what's going on right That's now? traumatic. That's terrible. They're, that's like a punishment. Well, so then 
I'm sure you like saw. Watch, I think the girls had to walk back too. They've really gotten into punishment yeah. this season. I'm sure you saw the beef of Yosef on Claire's season. That was the guy who was like, I expected more from the oldest bachelorette in history. Yeah. So like that fight that happened with Claire stemmed from him calling her out and being like, I can't believe you made men do that. Like that's so degrading. I would never want my daughter to see me like that. And she's like, well, you weren't on the date. So anyway. So they make the girls that have to go they make them walk back in the cold in the rain in their wedding dresses and they walk into the resort just defeated they walk back in wedding dresses in the rain yes they're like oh, that's torn, horrible. they're torn up wedding dresses that are covered in mud and paint and they get in and the other girls are like what happened they're like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> and then the other girls go on to the night portion and everyone Again, with the theme of vulnerabilities, is kind of getting right into it and talking about their different issues and traumas, all that good stuff that really helps you connect with a person. And I get it, but I don't want to – I feel like there were other more pressing conversations that were held that night, and so I'm going to kind of glance over those. And that's not to say that their issues aren't – real and valid but there's just other conversations Mm -hmm. that i felt were important yeah can't have a three hour long podcast no 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 so then lauren gets the group date rose love her happy about that lauren let me look her up i believe she is she a lawyer double check i think so sounds yes corporate Mm -hmm. attorney for miami yes love it okay iconic so she gets the group date rose, and then we go back to a card for date number three, which is our last. Well, no, I have another after this. Okay, so now we're getting into date number three, which leads to our next two roses, one thorn. So this is also over the activities of the date. They go on a plane ride. They have a fancy drink in the resort. And they go into a jacuzzi. I know they have a fancy dinner. And I'm going to say they go on a plane ride. Those are the roses. Okay. And the jacuzzi's the thorn. Well, again, you're not, you're not right. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Maria better at this than me? So they, they do go on a plane ride and the Wright brothers plane returns they do not have a fancy drink at the resort. That's the dinner. They also go into a jacuzzi. So Matt is really just having soaking in those bubbles. <laughs> soaking in those bubbles, sipping on some bubbles with his ladies. Their card says, Sky is the limit for us. Which, if I got that card, I would be very. I'd be certain that I was skydiving. Yes, exactly. I would, would you, immediately- hey, would you go skydiving? On this show, I 100% would. I feel like I'd actually because it has to be safe because they can't have the lead die. <laughs> True, I've always wanted to go skydiving, and so I think, like, how cool would that be to say that you went skydiving on the freaking bachelor? Yeah, I would Plus, love that. The added bonus of the dopamine rush, yeah, making you I totally would. more, so you'd get the rose most yes. likely. Come on. I'm not really like a risk taker, adventurous person, but I definitely want to go skydiving at some point. Absolutely. So the Wright Brothers plane rolls up. They get in it again. 
And apparently you can have them be open in the air because they just, they did not warn Sarah. They didn't give her a hair tie and her hair is whipping through the wind. And I felt so terrible for her. So after the plane ride ends, they're going into the nighttime portion. No, I think they have like, wait, let me think. Okay. After the date ends, they're talking. And it's very apparent that Sarah has some walls up. Like, he tries to talk to her about her life, and she will mention things about her family, but she doesn't really dive deep into it. And let's remember, Sarah's the one that she left her job to be a caretaker Mm -hmm. for her dad with ALS. And it was just, it was really sad to see. That's the best way to say it. Um, I don't know. I feel, what am I trying to say? It was making me sad because I have been in similar situations when my parent had a terminal illness. It's really hard to open up about that to people. Yeah. Especially when it's someone that you're starting to date. You don't Well, and want... when your mind starts to think this is going to be on television in two yes. months, that's yeah. terrifying. And you don't want people to think you're trying to get pity. You don't want... You don't want to say – I mean, and people are just mean. Like, you're trying to, like, be honest and speak, like, your lived experience. And Mm -hmm. what if you say something wrong and it comes – and people tear you apart about it? Yeah, exactly. So after – he doesn't – I wouldn't say he prods her because she very naturally eventually gets to it and says it. And I just thought it was a really brave moment. And I was really proud of her to tell him that he takes it – well, not he takes it super well. He – responds I think in a really respectful in a really good way in a really good way for her to make her feel comfortable especially yeah, after saying something. something like that yeah and that's like the other half of it is like how mm-hmm. that person oh absolutely like, that's a lot of pressure for him too yeah yeah and exactly that's another thing that I feel like she probably was dealing with of she knows that every person is kind of trying to get to him on that really emotional level. So everyone's sharing mm-hmm. their difficult situations. And so it's probably difficult for her to also be like, is he prepared to take this on? Because I feel like there is a big difference. And that again, I don't want to invalidate any people's feelings or emotions, but there's a big difference between saying, oh, I'm nervous about relationships. I'm nervous to be here and telling someone your parent has a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And that like impacts your life in so oh, yeah. many ways. Exactly. Just yeah. two and very like, realities. Yes. And like if he hadn't handled it well, you know, or had been – and when I say that, I mean, you know, he hadn't been very sympathetic or mm-hmm. just he didn't know how to be handle that. which know no one knows. Respond. Yeah. No one knows it's exactly how happened. to respond, but you can tell when someone is – genuinely trying to be supportive and if he had it you know you know would she have to have just like broken up with him and like how do you explain that on the show and I just you know my mind thinks of like all those things and I'm sure hers did too exactly so it was just a really oh I put my notes he was saying because she's obviously saying her dad has it's a terminal illness he only has so much time and she's saying that she really wanted to be on the show it was important for her to be there he was saying these really nice things, being like, oh, it's really an honor to have you here. And I'm really honored Aww, that you choose to be here. It makes me want to cry. And just so sweet. And He's I don't really know was, sweet. I don't know if it was him or her, but one of them was saying in the conversation, they're talking about relationships and life. 
and one of them said it's not always going to be beautiful dates and plane rides and sunsets like they're just realizing yeah. that there's so much that goes into relationships i mean that's that's like what why so many of these relationships don't work outside exactly. of the show is that it's only sunshine and rainbows and yeah and then you get and to the then real something world. shit happens and can that person support you exactly so. and honestly this sounds bad but i think of some of the people like some of the bachelors and like no i don't think they could support you through hardships and i do think matt could yeah exactly so just the way that he responded was really comforting for her it was just a really great conversation he has just done so well with communicating with these women mm-hmm. it's very apparent he is very respectful he's very in tune with his emotions and just a good guy I did put that Sarah gave me bachelorette energy just in how gracious she was. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. Point. Um, just gracious and kind. And then we are at the rose ceremony already. Can you hear it? Okay. So I will get, we're going to do the two roses and thorns in a little bit. But the next one is about the rose ceremony. Okay. All right. So again, our girl, Abigail being Aww. adorable they, in their little moments they're talking and they're kind of talking about how it's easy to feel lost in the crowd with all these things happening and to feel like oh my god is he looking at me or is he looking at the girls around me and so they come up with a little signal to make each other no <laughs> so they like tug each other's they will like tug the ear if they're specifically looking at them I'm fully in tears right now. That is. Oh, that's so sweet. That is the hardest part of the show is like, yeah, there's just other people and they're getting lost. Oh, that makes me want to weep. Yes. So it was just so sweet. He looks at her so sweetly again. Really love those two. We get to, I said, Rachel is just Rebecca Black. That is my only note. Period. On I've seen that. Multi- I've seen a lot of memes about that. She looks exactly like Rebecca Black. And that's all I can say about her. We finally got some more Maggie content. Thank God. I love her. She's so sweet. Yay. They're talking about how she'll make him an Ethiopian dinner and what she'd make him. Oh my gosh. I love that. Adorable. And then we kind of get into the, the drama. The drama. <laughs> Again, with our girl Victoria. Shocking. Oh my Shocking. gosh. So, first of all, I would like to say to the people at home, there was a lot of conversation over Victoria's eye bags. And as someone with chronic eye bags, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, how much I sleep, what $50 cream I put under these, these suckers will not go away. So I was not there for that. Yeah. What we're not going to do is ever make fun of someone's appearance. No. Especially, you know, we might make a comment on their outfit from yeah. time to time. Things that never you make can fun change. Of, yes. We're never going to make fun of somebody, something on someone that they cannot help. That's exactly. That's there's like good boy hours. Exactly. Like there's that quote that's like, if it can't be fixed in five minutes, don't make a comment on it. No. So I'm going to comment on her bra because you can easily go and swap it out for another bra within five minutes. Yeah. But her under eye bags, she can't do anything about. I mean, she can do some things, but literally to a certain point. Yeah. Sometimes they're just there. No also, matter what. All the do. pictures I saw were like 
taken at like those shitty moments, you know, it's like you can get, I have like the most, I have so much skin on my neck. It's just how I was born. And you can get tons of triple chin pictures of me if you want. Exactly. It was just an angle. So I wasn't there for that. I know she's. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to do do that. Anyhow, that was just my thoughts. I had to say that because I personally, as someone with dark, heavy under eye bags, no matter what I do to them, because trust me, I've tried, baby. I've tried, Mm -hmm. but they're not going anywhere. So had to say that. But as Victoria is causing all this drama, um, she kind of does something that made me laugh, which is something I've said before. She's saying like, I'm just, I'm an empath and this energy doesn't work. I heard about that. I heard that she kept saying she was an empath and people were like, I don't think she knows what that means. I don't, I don't think she knows what that means, but I've Wait, definitely yeah. said that before in my life. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. So Victoria is causing this drama. She is doing the worst thing you can do as a contestant which is bringing the drama to the lead it doesn't work Mm -hmm. out for anyone no show me a time it has ever worked it doesn't work out unless you are the one like luke p got away with it for a minute because hannah was like infatuated with him yeah like it only works out if you are the number one Mm -hmm. lead person Exactly. That is the only time it works out is if they can, like, their feelings overshadow whatever you're bringing to them. That's a really valid point. I hadn't thought of that. Like, I think there was some jo- some drama surrounding Jordan on JoJo and Jordan's season. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's the only time that it maybe can work for you. Yeah. In my unprofessional opinion. I feel like, so you have to be either the one that they like the most or... You have to have concrete proof that they did something. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. have to be, like, here is my dress. Your story, yeah. And here is the slash mark, and here is the evidence that XYZ did yeah. this. Yeah. And you your story concrete. better match what mm-hmm. everyone else tells him. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, so. Which she, it rarely does. She has basically pinpointed Marilyn as her villain, and she's telling Matt that, you know, Marilyn is bullying me we were roommates but now i'm sleeping on the couch which now i wonder everyone was saying oh my god why didn't she try to cover her under eye bags maybe that was yeah maybe she did good yeah oh strategic she's like Mm -hmm. oh well i'm gonna really show him i was sleeping on the couch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna put any under eye concealer on just a thought so matt takes it so well again he is just Absolute kingship. He's a king. He fully believes Victoria. And he is so empathetic to her. And just like, oh my god, I hear that she's being bullied. I don't want this to happen to her within the house. He says, I'm not about that. That's whack. I love him. I love him. He's so I put underneath that, sweetie boy is being manipulated. (laughs) True. Very sweet. Not great. So then he goes to Marilyn. He pulls Marilyn out, which is terrifying if you're Marilyn. Like having mm-hmm. the lead approach you as you're in a group to say, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah. No. So she's really nervous. And then he takes her over and he explains what Victoria just said to him. She explains her side of the piece. And our boy Matt is befumbled. He does not know who to believe. 
Yeah, that's a yikers. Yeah, he's also so- like never been in this situation, so this drama oh. is probably kind of foreign to him. No. So we've got Matt befumbled, and Marilyn leaves, and she pulls aside Victoria to talk, and. This is the, the, I don't know if you've seen anything about this, but Marilyn's like, hey, can we like sit and talk, like sit next to me on the couch? And Victoria's like, I don't want to sit next to you. I don't want to sit next to you. Uh, and once again, Victoria's bra is out in the open. The same black bra that I we did saw earlier. That. It's just out in the open. I don't know. Sticky boobs are so cheap. No reason. No reason. Yeah. Uh... But... Um, Marilyn then has a very respectful apology. Like, she did really good. I was like, oh, I want to be friends with her because she very eloquently explained how she was feeling and she didn't try to say the stereotypical, I'm sorry you feel that way. She was saying genuinely, I'm sorry that this happened and that it ended up in this place. She wasn't trying to kind of pull that bullshit of, I'm sorry I made you feel that way, like trying to make Victoria feel crazy, even though Victoria mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, and Victoria is just not taking it well. She is just refusing any and all apologies. She says, we're like oil and vinegar, which is not what she's thinking. Oil, oil and vinegar is a tasty sandwich topping. Yeah. Um, you mean oil and water, baby? But yeah, I understand. So close, we yes. all get befumbled. So close. <laughs> um, and Marilyn just gets really upset, and she goes off, and she's crying. And our girl Abigail is comforting her because she's I sweet. Her. I know. Yep. Um, and all the girls are just talking about the drama, what's happening, and. This was the least unsurprising line to come out of MJ. I'm a big energy person. We knew that. We, we knew this. That. <laughs> we love it. We love it. But we we knew. love it. But we knew. Like there were two. I don't know why we so specifically were able to pin these things about MJ, but we were like camp counselor, big energy. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. So we finally get to the ceremony, and. I only have one thing I want to mention. So, actually, no. I'm going to go right into the Roses okay. and Thorns. Okay, so I I'm need ready. you to guess how this ends. And okay. one of them... Well, no. I think one of them will befumble you because I don't think you okay. know who does this. So, the first one, Marilyn bursts into tears. Sarah Me. passes out. The episode ends without a reveal. Of the ending. Okay, I do know that the rose ceremony doesn't finish. Okay, well. (laughs) So I know that's a rose. But listen. Hmm, Did you go for the crazy with Sarah passing out? I think Marilyn burst into tears. I think that's the other rose. And Sarah does not pass out. Sarah passes out. Are you serious? Yeah. (gasps) Oh, I mean, she was just like dehydrated. Yeah, but so I love that she, she like starts getting woozy, and she starts feeling a little jittery. And if I didn't get any right, wow. And so she, well, I don't. She doesn't like America's Next Top Model pass out. She, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
she has an America's Next Top Model pass out, but she starts to like, yeah. lean on the girl Stumble. next to her. Yeah. yeah, And the girl next to her goes and helps her, and then Matt comes over and helps her, and then they have the whole dramatic thing of the to people being like, call a medic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was one cute moment I wanted to share. So before this, this happened probably midway through or really early on, but before that could happen, our girl Abigail got a rose. And Abigail, when she goes up to get her rose, does the signal. That makes me emo. Did he do it back? I don't know. I couldn't see him, but she like very clearly did it. Like he was like, Abigail. And then she goes and she, so she made it look like she was like tucking her hair behind her ear, but then she like pulled down on her ear. That's very cute. So they're really sweet. I think that for next week- so did she pass out and then it ended? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she passed. So the royal out. ceremony wasn't done. No, no. So okay. we get that at the start of next week. It looks like next week is per usual, very drama filled. Just a lot of the girls going back and forth. I don't think we get the new girls or Heather yet. It looks like <sighs> it's, it's so still crazy. Just, ooh, it looks like it's still just the current girls fighting. Um, Ashley, I host the date. Okay. She actually, I love the return to Bachelor Nation. Okay. She hosted a date on Tasha season too. Okay. Her and Jared hosted a date. So. Very cool. So Ashley I comes back. It looks like there's another large group date where they, I think they did this. I don't remember what season, but they like had to write steamy stories. No, Peter's season, they had to write about their first, their first time. time. Yeah. I think so. So they had to do that set up that formula again and i just see a lot of girls see a lot of women <laughs> i feel like when they're fighting i want to call them girls yeah not i also like understand that i am a woman but, I'm but i would girl. refer to myself as a girl and they're all exactly. my age so exactly. it's like when someone at the grocery store calls you ma'am and you're mm-hmm. rattled I think I'm trying to remember. I saw Kit kind of getting a little feisty in the next episode, which I'm like, good for her. I, I feel like we really thought Kit was going to be a villain, but now I just realize she just is. Yeah, I think yeah. She's just has a strong, blunt personality. Yeah, I got that vibe from night one. Is that she has a certain personality, and it could be framed to yeah. look a certain way. But even if she, even if she has this personality, if she doesn't involve herself in any of the drama, the producers can only do so much. Exactly. And, so, and now they can only do so much with it. Exactly. So apologies, Kit. Sorry we fra- we thought you were going to be framed as the villain. It's very clear you're just you're just a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. She's like, get out of my way. I'm on my way to Matt. And yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Thought you meant the Met at first. I'm <laughs> on my way to like the Met. And I was like, what? No, she's like, get out of my way. She is... She sees you going into the taxi. Because I'm walking here. <laughs> Every New yeah. Yorker, I'm so sorry. I just offended you. That was. Kids I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and I think also there was a little bit of suspicion with her because she had four, like 40K before going on the yeah. show. Which, if you haven't. I know I learned that she's freaking Cynthia Rowley's daughter. So. Yeah. So that's why. So sorry we misjudged you, Kit. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you are. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are, Kit. <laughs> we know you're here. Hi. Let's think. I that's all I could really gather was just 
more fighting. Okay. I'm just really sick of it because it's really old really fast yeah and there's clearly some really beautiful connections and i don't want to sound like just a dramatic hopeless romantic but let's be real my favorite movies are love actually and pride and prejudice so i yeah like i love reality tv for the drama i do but a i don't like it when it's repetitive drama Mm -hmm. and i don't really like it when it's like i like like real juicy drama yeah And so that's, like, and this always happens. Like, the first three weeks are always just, like, kind of stupid. And you just kind of put up with it to get to, like, what really makes The Bachelor fun is, like, the connections. Yeah. That's why I gave up on Peter's season. Because the first – it was, like, the first five. Yeah, a lot of drama. Yeah. Really bad. And I just couldn't take it. But, yeah, once you get to the juicy parts of, like, oh, my God, they're in love with two people. Yeah. Their ex-boyfriend came back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. when it gets good, and that's when it's like, yeah. this is what I love. This is what I love is a love story having to overcome something, and so I yeah. love to see it happen. Yeah. <sighs> but that was it. That was the app. Amazing. I hope you all enjoyed this. I can't believe we fully befumbled Miss Hannah. Yeah, I'm useless. I thought I no, no, you're fine. Okay, we need to wrap um wrap this baby up yeah, yeah. well thank Wait, you guys we do a clo- oh shit yes, you're doing yes. it <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening this was really fun i apparently don't know my bachelor knowledge as much as i thought i did or maybe i became a better liar mm, good points you just had very well well done lies for sure um I'm excited to see what lies I come up with. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure, again, if you're new here or if you're old and you haven't followed us yet, we are on Instagram at BefumbledPod. I almost forgot Mm -hmm. what it was called. We post memes. We post updates. We post funny question boxes for you all to give us your quips in and it's just a good yep (laughs) yes and we're looking forward to having some more guests on soon we're gonna get on apple podcast soon i promise just and that's all going everywhere next steps merch baby yeah so thank you guys all right thank you goodbye peace